Hey there, he's, she's, they's, and we's. You're listening to another episode of Let's Talk Life podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to Let's Talk Life on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram. Please share our podcast with your friends, send us a comment, or forward pictures of your dogs. We love it all. Now, without further ado, I'm Angela. And I'm Jackie. And you're listening to Let's Talk Life podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about failure, our relationship with it, acceptance of it, fear of it, and how Angela and I personally face it in our lives. Let's dive in, Angela. I can't get too distracted. As they, as we, everyone says on Zoom calls, let's dive into this meeting. Yeah, we're, we're diving. Okay. Um, okay. All right, failure. Where do where do you even start? <laughs> yeah, where where do you even start? I don't want this episode to be a failure. <laughs> oh dear God, um, that was uh, I'm cringing at this. But it's okay if it is. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's on. I don't know. Um, why did we even want to talk about this? Well, I I think I enjoy talking about failure because I consider myself someone who's failed a lot (laughs) based off of my definition of failure, which we can, we can also talk about because it sounds like you're a harsh judge on yourself. That could be a possibility here. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. I would say. Yeah, like what is um, your relationship with failure? And when I say that, I just kind of mean, you know, how has it evolved throughout your life? And like, how have you usually taken it? And do you think the way that you've reacted to failure has changed at all throughout your life so far? Yes. Okay. So when I think back to how my relationship with it has evolved, I think back to like little Ange and sports and throwing temper tantrums whenever I lost um, or like playing with, you know, my siblings, older friends and losing at video games and throwing a fit, like literally just tantruming, which I think is pretty normal, uh, a normal response, unless yeah. you, you have kids out there that are just, uh, like super in tune with themselves and can breathe through failure. Please let me introduce me to that child. Uh, and I think also in academics, I tried, it's been like avoidance, avoidance of failure, failures, not, not good. And I think in relationships and just outside of academics, it's sort of like failures. Okay. Would I, would I like to avoid it? Yeah. But how much evolving are you really going to do without it? So after. Yeah, yeah. I, I relate with a lot of what you said. Certainly, um, as a reforming perfectionist, I really identify with, you know, the fear of academic failure in particular. I think a lot of people who excelled, right, classically excelled in, by definition in an academic environment in the classroom, I think 
those people do sometimes have a problem adjusting to post-academic life because it is riddled with um, lack of regulation and rule (laughs) and the kind of positive affirmation that you get from grades and um, just the the ease with which you're able to measure your success, it's different in the post-academic world. You know, you don't get an A on your report card if you paid all your bills on time and if you conducted your job competently that quarter, you just keep on going. And some people don't even get really accolades from their boss. Some people don't get bonuses at work. So really, you need to like reward yourself or a a lot, you know, of what you makes you feel successful should really be personally derived, um, not from these outside, you know, stimulations because you're just, that's less guaranteed. You're just not always likely to get that in the post-academic world. So I, I, you know, relate to some of what you said. I think I was uh, very afraid to quote unquote fail when I graduated college at, Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, but you know, what is, what does that even mean? Right. Is that even possible to fail at life? Fail at life after college. Which I think is a phrase, you know, that people use. Um, And that's normal. I was just doing some, literally a little bit of amateur Googling <laughs> and I found this article on psychology today that said um, psychologists have a term for called like a fear of failure mm-hmm. that can cripple some people. And really a fear of failure, it says, is a fear of shame. Mm. So people who have a fear a failure are not are not motivated to avoid failing because they can't necessarily, as you said, right? For some as children, right? We can't manage the basic emotions of disappointment and anger and frustration. As a child, that makes sense, but as an adult, it's not that we can't manage that. It's just that it, that experience of failure is so often accompanied by a feeling of shame. Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like shit oh yeah so that apparently psychologists say that's really what some people have a hard time getting over the shame part Mm -hmm. and I do think a lot of shame is also self-imposed you know it's how you're perceiving your actions, like they don't align with your values. It's when there's like a mismatch between your actions and your values and you feel shame. But I think, you know, being gentle with yourself can minimize the shame, Mm -hmm. you know, being mindful of your inner voice. Like if you're saying, if you quote unquote, let's say fail at something, you know, how you talk to yourself, like really will impact your acceptance of it. If you say, oh, n- I'm, I can't believe I did this. I'm such, a, such an idiot. Mm-hmm. Nobody else would have done this. 
oh, I'm sure my friends aren't going through this. Oh, I'm sure my classmates did better. Oh, I'm sure the, I'm the only one who has had this happen. You know, that's all very isolating, mean language. Totally. It makes me wish that I had brushed up on my Brene Brown before this conversation. Mm. Do you, do you know who Brene Elaborate. Brown? Oh my God. All right. I mean, she, so she studies shame um, and vulnerability mm. Mm. Uh, and courage and oh man, like, because there's a difference between, mm, I don't know if she says in her book, if it's a difference between guilt and shame, mm. but from what I can remember, shame is very much attributed to a problem with yourself. Like I'm mm. inherently bad. Right. As opposed to like, oh, this was just a mistake, like something that went wrong, but it's not because I'm bad. Um, and I, I do think that failure, I, I know that for me, it, it brings up that shame stuff. Like mm. I then, oh, because I haven't been able to move out of my parents' house and I, what else, have quit like three jobs in less than a year at least, haven't stayed in a job for longer than a year, don't know that I'll use my degree. <laughs> like all of these things have definitely driven up shame. Hmm. Like I'm a Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, I can... I can understand that. Um, but I mean, even just regarding school, it's funny you mentioned that, but well, Angela, I do have here some information from the Federal Reserve. Um, believe it or not, they do keep track of things like employment stats and also the correlation between people's degrees. Mm. It was just something that I thought of um, before this conversation because I know something that people always feel for some reason is a failure is, you know, changing jobs or um, not, uh, I think amongst, especially in our age group, sort of the early twenties, having graduated from college a few years ago, you know, I know at least personally, a few friends who are doing things different from what they originally intended to pursue based on their college right. degree. Uh, so maybe this, this will comfort you. Um, only 27% of college graduates have a job that is actually related to their major. Bam. That's not even half. That is yeah. like half of half, only 27%. <laughs> so um, the vast majority of people who graduate college in the United States, they find work, but it's often in jobs that are not strictly related to their degrees. Mm -hmm. um, really, in the United States, and I think in many countries, but I can't speak to that, uh, just having a college degree is sort of, you know, what differentiates you in employment. Um, but as that's, that shows, you know, skills are versatile and so are people. Yeah. We, you know, change our minds and we discover new passions and we have many skills. And it's just more common today to, you know, change those things. And it's certainly 
I don't, I don't think we could call like 70% of college grads a failure. That would be staggering (laughs) to make such an allegation that they're failures just because they have jobs different from what they went to college for. Now, obviously not all of those jobs make these people happy. Mm -hmm. Some of these people, you know, may feel like they're settling or be really frustrated, right? That they're not in a job that is related to their degree, if, if that's what they wanted. Right. And I feel for that. Um, and that probably is hard to accept, but it's not failure. Um, or at least I, I don't think it should be, should be viewed as failure because it's so normal. Right. I mean, that's that pretty simply it normalizes what a lot of us in this like millennial generation, I guess, are going through. I feel like the worst part is when you think that it's only you that's doing like changing your mind and and not fulfilling on these things. And it's really not that way at all. Yes. Yes. I mean, even if um, every, it seems like everyone around you, right. Is, on their grind and doing their thing and they're all gainfully employed. That is just your small sample size within your world. Yes. That is, we forget our world is not the whole world. Got to look beyond <laughs> the horizon. Um, yeah. Cause I know I do that to, to myself sometimes with, I just, this is why one of my favorite quotes is comparison is the thief of joy because I always have to tell myself that because I do I can get stuck in the redundancy of comparing myself Mm, yes um comparing lives comparing jobs comparing this or that and that really does steal you of the ability to be mindful about your own position your own life all of the things that make it individual and factor into the reason why you are where you are why you don't have somebody else's life Mm. I love that yeah comparison robs you of that contentment yeah it really does yeah which god we must strive for (laughs) if you can't obtain happiness at least some contentment I think that will get you to happiness yeah, I, well, at, like, as you were speaking, I was also thinking about the ways that we define failure and success. Hmm. Um, because if, if you're saying that, <clears throat> and I'm making an assumption, just like based on the way that you're talking yeah. is like success is contentment or happiness, then if it, if it made me happy to quit all of those jobs, then I, I'm, I'm succeeding. <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> no, I do. I hear you. you. Like, yes, because I, I do think it can be a controversial thing to say <laughs> in our society, because it seems very impractical, mm-hmm. right. To a lot of people, because so much of our capitalistic society tells us that success is 
having your own property and having uh, a house and making more as much money as you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. having as many items as you can and then it just like elevates from there um but really and, and i also agree that i think it is hard you know it not everyone is able to get even just the most, most basic needs needs for survival yeah um and that obviously makes contentment and happiness and sort of these more honestly lofty aspirations. Some people consider them. Um, it makes them irrelevant. They're like, listen, I can't, I don't have time to think about finding my inner joy. Yeah. I just my, need my to put <laughs> food on the table. Yeah. And you know, that that's where my privilege comes into play that I can even entertain these thoughts. Yeah. To an extent. Uh, Yeah. I can't ignore that. You raise a very valid point. Yeah. I mean, if anyone, and if anyone's interested in further diving into that, you can just look up Maslow's hierarchy of needs and that'll give you some great interesting. That's basically what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's like, you need to, um, you need to meet your basic needs in order to move to the next level of like development as a human. And if you can't do that because of, you know, systems of oppression and the way that our society um, values and devalues certain things in people, then you're already at a disadvantage. disadvantage. Certainly. Yeah. And I, you know, but I think it is still, even relevant to like this discussion of failure, particularly in those regards, I think it is so important, like the way you view it for your mental health, because that can also very much affect your situation. Like, okay, let's say you are having trouble putting food on the table. That is difficult enough. You don't need to think of yourself as a failure Mm. for have struggling to do so I mean there's probably societal implications uh reasons structural things for perhaps why you're struggling to do so um I mean everyone struggles at one point or another in their life and that does not mean that you are a failure yeah it's pretty it's just normal (laughs) I think it's just yeah but I for whatever reason and I, I don't know if it's a, a capitalist thing or like a competitive thing that failure isn't normalized. Like we're not welcoming it so much. Like we must win in right. every aspect of life or, you know, can't, we can't be celebrated otherwise. Some weird like cutthroat. Yes. Way of operating and and yet not like yeah like not reality for most people most people fail I I did just think of something when you were discussing that I kind of was thinking about how sometimes when I'm on Instagram I stumble upon you know there's like a people a bunch of random people in the world who sort of have inspirational accounts but I've stumbled on my discover page a few times on like 
women in their 30s and 40s who have discussed that they feel more free from the fear of failure as they've gotten older. Okay. Like they, you know, were inspired to change their career. You know, they were less fearful when they were in their 30s to change their career, to quit their job, to divorce their husband, to do whatever. Yeah. Um, they just, they, they felt a little more uninhibited as they got older. I obviously, I, I don't know, you know, I, it's fair to make a whole, you, you know, everyone's different. I'm sure that's not the case for some people, but yeah, I'm intrigued by that. And I'd like to embrace that mindset earlier. Right. I don't want to <laughs> like have we to know wait. that it works, but we, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't <laughs> wait till 30. If you know that it works, just like, right. Em- embrace it now. Yeah. I wonder if mortality has anything to do with it. <laughs> like they're closer to it. So they're yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, gives like, a fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if, if every day <laughs> you're dying a little bit more. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we no, are, we all are, we already are. Exactly. Well, I can't remember what book I read it in, but I, I read like, you know, a, a fair share of self-development books. Yes. And yes. A, a lot of, a lot of um, what they say is like, keep your mortality in mind. Like it's, it's terrible, but I feel like it also puts so much shit into mm. perspective mm. because if I'm okay, I, there, there was one time and this is in grad school and this is, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was so afraid of getting a B in this class like so afraid. I was like teetering on the verge of like a B plus and an A minus. And I was, I was so stressed because in my mind I was failing miserably. I was like, I don't have an A plus. What the fuck? Wow. That's so stupid. And when I think about, okay, like death, I'm like, why, 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 why would I, why would I be stressed about this? Why would I feel shameful for like a grade? It's, it's just so silly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Yes. I, especially B plus, let's just point out. Jackass, really? No, no. I, a lot of people struggle with that same feeling, Angela. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of fears behind that just general fear about probably your grades and how you're doing academically and then what your overall GPA is. And then it's like mounted on with other yeah. fears. It's mounted on fears for your job eligibility. It's right. mounted on all of these other things that go, that go into your mind when you're looking at that. Right. Um, you have to really break it down to understand that it is not a failure on your part. And I think, yeah, if, if contemplating your mortality helps you do that, what is, so what the thinking is like, oh, well, we're all going to die anyway. Like who cares if I, I, I mean, like, if you're in it, if you're in a shitty relationship, right. Let's say, let's say you've been married for like 10 years, you've got two kids and you're staying in this marriage because you're like, I have these kids. I, I'm like, 
comfortable. I'm afraid that I, I, no one's going to love me if I divorce. And what, fear, what's my yes. family going to say if I divorce? A lot of people feel blah, yeah. blah, blah. Right. And then you think to yourself, I'm going to die one day. Why would I choose to stay in a partnership that makes me unhappy and probably makes the other people in my life unhappy Right. when I can just get a divorce and right. like not just get a divorce. Let me backtrack. It's not just, but in comparison to living the rest of your life, I mean, yes, yes like I upset and like a half baked version of you. Why? Like, right. I was, you know, I think it also puts things in perspective. I'm realizing like, well, all right, I'm alive. I'm able to even, I'm lucky to even experience this failure. Mm-hmm. I can grow from it. I can learn from it. You know, part of what makes life so rich, and this is really only easy to say when you're in like a calm moment like this. Okay. <laughs> when you're in, when you're facing failure in the face, I'm sure it's harder to really dissect it this way, but part of what makes life so rich is these failures that teach you something about yourself or affirm something about the world or change your life in a way that actually winds up being for the better. Um, Mm -hmm. Failure pushes us toward change and it can be proven to make a person more resilient when they've had to overcome failure. Um, it's good for a person to build resilience. It's a tough skill, but um, incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. I'll try and remind myself of that the next time I have a, yeah. what I consider a failure. Next failure. Um, what do you feel like you're, you're most afraid of failing at in life right now? I think it would probably be you know, I can't say career, but it's just, I fear that I will somehow not be able to support myself. Mm. I fear that, you know, I won't be able to make enough money as a journalist to put a roof over my head, basically, is my fear. I fear instability, Mm. I guess, is, is honestly what it, boils down to uh and I think that's a common fear uh for people the fear of yeah a lack of stability of not being sure where you're going to sleep at night I know that's not something I've ever experienced but maybe that's also why I have such a dread of failing in that way Mm -hmm. I think mine would be not like realizing my full potential just like as a person it's a very broad thing to say but that's and yet I understand what you 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 know what I say it yeah (laughs) I have to admit I am I am one of those people who at least at this point I've been thinking a lot about this due to the new year, just mm, about this is a like, good, yeah, <laughs> good time. Self, the, like the concept of self-improvement. And mm-hmm. um, for the past couple of years, I have not been setting New Year's resolutions. And 
I've, you know, I did a lot of thinking about if I would want to for 2021. Um, it's just that I think I've been avoiding sort of like these goal, personal goalposts really. And like meeting my, my being my best self, right? I, I have let go a lot of that in the past couple of years because I used to struggle so much with that concept. Like I, it was a cause of so much of my anxiety, the, you know, meeting of these personal expectations and then not meeting them. It just destroyed me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm just getting to a point now where I'm like, okay, I think I will start to set some different expectations for myself. I, I just try to, I try to soften them um, and not put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. That's I, all. That's an interesting point that you make. I know that this year, I, I don't think I've ever set a New Year's resolution, uh, but I've certainly like set goals for myself. Mm. Um, I was in a year long life coaching program and that felt at times like a massive failure, just like (laughs) (laughs) overall. (laughs) Um, but yeah, sometimes I wonder how valuable goals even are to set. Like maybe I'm getting too philosophical, but like, what's the point sometimes I don't know. Yeah. I struggle, I struggle with these conversations. Sometimes we need them. Sometimes we don't. I know. I think our thinking oscillates mm-hmm. a lot depending Definitely. on the day. I think, honestly, it depends <laughs> what I feel my, like, I emotionally need, what my yeah. inner child needs on the day-to-day. Like, sometimes she needs a kick in the ass and she needs <laughs> to want more for herself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she really needs to be like, listen it's okay that you just got up and you brushed your teeth and you took care of yourself today. Yeah. That was the expectation for That's you. Success. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah. I'm sure there's something in there about where the goals are coming from, like who you're setting them for. Hmm. If it's just like, oh, well, I want to meet the expectations of society or these people outside of me mm-hmm. that have told me that these are good things to aspire towards or something as opposed to just like setting an expectation for yourself or a goal just because like you legitimately just want to experience x or y right. which right. seems like so nice because there's that does there it's like less so of an attachment yeah yeah it is that makes me feel that that feels nice right like you're doing it you should set the goals that you want to set that you would just make you happy because you want to experience this thing I love that yeah yeah that's basically I think if I if I I'm gonna like rework my life around that I think now 
I think I've just discovered something. <laughs> that was inspiring. Oh, thanks, man. An inspiring change of mindset. I'm going to create an Instagram quote for it. <laughs> like a quote post. I won't. People, you I know, people be loving those quote posts. So this has made, this conversation has, I think, yeah. I didn't, I mean, I started it out feeling maybe again, maybe because I just feel like I'm in a good place right now. I started out with already, I think with a pretty, um, at least trajectory wise, improving relationship with failure and acceptance of it. Mm. And it's given me a lot to talk, to think about, um, in my continued efforts, cause I can always do better with it. Yeah. Um, also has also made me confront that yeah maybe the reason like I wasn't setting goals is because I have to work on my acceptance of failure like if you don't have firm goals or resolutions you can't fail at them yeah totally that's a great and yeah so I'm just basically it's not like I'm I that's improved like I'm just avoiding the failure in the first place it's like a self-defense uh, mechanism for yeah. every perfectionist in the world. Just don't set goals. So right, you can right. Not fail at anything. It's part of why people pr- procrastinate as well. Yeah. Um, because if you never do the thing, you will never fail at doing the thing. Yeah. So it, okay. It's given me a lot to think about and just further reminding myself that I am a work in progress as we all are yeah I think it'll it'll always kind of be evolving an evolving relationship tools of failures uh but grace is good compassion's good yeah you know we start there and yeah I guess just keep yourself in check as to whether your goals are like truly for you and for fun and for some sort of enlightening experience whether yeah. they're for some external validation of some sort mm-hmm. yeah do it for you folks Angela I think we can say with a surety that this episode was not a failure oh my God. we've made it <laughs> full friggin circle man that joke but oh yeah it was not a failure. I, I declare it a success. And um, yeah, have, have fun failing, everyone. <laughs> Embrace your failures. We'll catch you next time for another successful episode of Let's Talk Life podcast. Peace out, everyone. Bye. That's all for us today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Life. You can like and follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Life. And subscribe most places where you find your favorite podcasts. Let's Talk Life is produced by Jackie and Angela with editing and sound design by Angela. See you all next time.